Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We've got two other guests as well here. Brock Stewart, Griffin Jacks, you know them well. Round of applause for both of them. Glenn, you've been having some good discussions with them. I'm going to let you go first here. You want me to kick this thing off? I'm going to ask both of these guys about their off-seasons, guys. How has the off-season been? Griffin, let's start with you. It's been nice. Um, this, I'll say it because he won't. He had a baby be- right before opening day last year. So yeah. first off-season as a dad. Yeah, first off-season as a father. Uh, my wife was killer all season. Like most of uh, our, my teammates' wives, they take the blunt of uh, being a parent. So I wasn't aware of what it truly meant to be a father until we got home from after the season. So I was the one on night shift at that point, uh, changing all the diapers and all the fun stuff. So... I had a rude awakening when our season was over. <laughs> How was your off-season, Brock? It's been good. It's been a little quick, gearing up for the season. It's coming up very quick here. But, uh, no, it's been great. Be home with family. Uh, we went to Puerto Rico with me, my wife, and two of my best friends and their wives. Six of us went down to Puerto Rico, had a little four-night vacation, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, spent a lot of time in Charlotte where we live and traveled up north to the parents' house for uh, Christmas. But... Just working out and gearing up for another season. Uh, it's been a good offseason. That's awesome. Griffin, I'm fascinated with your Air Force background and how that plays a role in what you do. Uh, as a pitcher, as an athlete, did it shape you in a different way, you think, than others? I think the biggest benefit was from the mental side, um, from everything that I had to experience at school, basic training. I mean, it was just a grind, and uh, I think the biggest lesson I learned was just being – comfortable with the uncomfortable being able to adapt on the fly and just being able to accept having to grind through some pretty uncomfortable situations so um that i think that's what i lean on most from my air force career was just the the mental you know fortitude that i've been able to to work on that's a huge part of it brock you you had an interesting career an interesting kind of journey as well not in the same way griffin did but up and down early success dealing with injuries how has that molded you kind of into the guy that you were where last year you, for lack of a better word, came out of nowhere and cemented yourself into the bullpen and then got hurt and had to deal with that again. But how do those things kind of mold who you are mentally, 
who, who you are as a, a baseball player. Yeah, I mean, everybody has ups and downs for sure, and I've had quite the ride. I mean, I made my major league debut in 2016, parts of four seasons, and then from 2019 to 2023, I kind of had a three-and-a-half-year hiatus from the big leagues. So to get back was great, but um, that time away kind of made me a better person on and off the field. And, you know, when I couldn't compete against a hitter or I couldn't compete against another team, kind of had to find a way to compete with someone. So I competed with myself tried to just be better than I was yesterday when it comes to the weight room stuff, recovery, uh, all things wellness, really. But, uh, yeah, it's been a wild ride, but I think the time away from the game in 19 through 22 kind of made me figure out what I really wanted to be, and that was uh, a major league pitcher. So I wanted to get back, and I you know, did everything I could, and fortunate to be here now. I, I know from experience what that's like. Uh, so last year you, you got hurt. You made it back toward the end of the season. How important was that for you, not only to be able to help the team in the playoffs, but to, for, for your mindset going into the offseason, knowing that I'm healthy, that I'm ready to go, that it wasn't a rehab offseason per se? Yeah, huge, huge. I didn't think that that injury was going to take quite as long as it did, um, but that's how things go sometimes. So to get back and help out the team for three or four outings before the playoffs and then the playoffs. I mean, that was actually my first playoff experience. I was with the Dodgers in the dugout um, on the taxi taxi squad, you know, not on the active roster. So to have my first playoff experience last year um, was just something special and something I'll always remember. But uh, to finish the year strong and to feel healthy now, uh, it's very refreshing and uh, ready to go. I bet you are, and people are excited to see you as well, both of you. What about your pitching coach, Pete Mackey? Can you tell us what kind of influence he has on you? When Wes left, he took over, and the pitching seems to be going really well. What, what kind of an influence does he have on both of you, Brock? I'll go first. Uh, Pete is really good at simplifying things. So basically, you know, he told me that I have good stuff, so trust your stuff and throw it over that white plate. Uh, and there's obviously a lot more that goes into pitching and how you're moving and how the ball is coming out and all sorts of things. But, you know, Pete kind of does a good, thing, good job of dumbing it down a little bit and just telling us to go out there and trust our stuff and throw it over the plate, and usually it's going to work out. So that's what I really like about Pete. Yeah, I was able to uh, get to know Pete um, before he was the pitching coach. He was actually my minor league pitching coordinator um, uh, back before we were both in the majors. But... Um, Pete came from college, and he came from Duke, so a very smart guy. But he's also, like Brock said, he's able to dumb it down and just make things understandable on a, on a personable level. So um, Pete was kind of the first bridge that uh, the Twins organization had to adopting the analytics um, change to the game. And so I got to see that firsthand, and I developed that relationship with Pete. Um, so when he came to the big leagues, I think uh, – he was the right guy, right guy for it. He uh, had that background in analytics, but he's also, like Brock said, was able just to tell you on a personable level and just and make it simple. And I think that was a, a big reason why we had so, so much success this past year. Sitting down in this bullpen, w- when guys are warming up, it's loud. You can hear the ball kind of whistling against the cinder block wall that, that hits a catcher's glove. Both of you guys throw hard. He's maybe got a mile or an hour or two on you. Is that right? You don't want to admit it, but he does. <laughs> What's it sound like when Durant's warming up down there? Fireworks. Thunderous. <laughs> is it? Lo- is it? Lo- it's got. It's louder than everybody else, right? Like it has to be. I mean, like to put it. 
that's a loud bullpen. To put it in perspective, like we we all like to throw like pregame touches sometimes, and uh, we have the track men and the radar gun up, so we all know like what our stuff's looking like a couple hours before the game. I'll go up there throwing 90, 91 miles an hour, and I think that's putting some pretty decent effort into it. I mean, the game is a different story, but Duran, his warm-up is 96, 97 miles an hour. So that's what I get up to in the, seat, or in the game when my adrenaline's rushing. Like, that's his light perceived effort. So <laughs> it's really frustrating, but. <laughs> well, and you were in 71 games last season. That's a lot, about half of the games. And how do you keep that arm fresh? Um, it's just finding a good routine for you and uh, simplifying it throughout the day. I mean, the season's so long, the days are so long that if I was to go out there and, and work so hard every single night, I, I would just run myself dry. But it's just taking a good approach to every single day, sleeping right, eating right, um, working with the training staff and the strength staff just to come up with a good schedule to make you feel good. Um, it's not easy, but you have to do it. Both of you guys have made starts in the big leagues, but both have turned into pretty good, turned into good careers as relievers. I'm assuming that that, you guys like those roles. We like. You like being a reliever. Yeah, did I like being a reliever. Did either of you guys like starting in the big leagues? Is I like, like being a reliever now when I never throw hard. I never met a reliever that was like, oh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I hated it. I absolutely hated being a starter. No, being oh, a starter. Oh, no, for sure. Um, it takes a lot of guessing out of the game. I mean, uh, to go out there knowing you're only going to throw one inning, I just try to throw my best pitches as hard as I can, um, as, as little as I can. I don't want to go out there throwing 25 pitches. You know, that's a bad outing for me. But uh, I think it takes a lot of that, that preparation stress out of it because if you're starting, you know, you have the entire night before to worry about it um, sometimes or even, like, the five days in between starts. Um, but, any, and, and again, like, if I have uh, not my best outing, um, I still know that I'm going to come in the, uh, the ballpark the next day and have a chance to affect that ball game in a positive way. So I think it just helps you bounce back and stay more even-keeled. I agree with Griff. Um, as a reliever, you have more of a routine. You know you might pitch pretty much every game that you're out there. But uh, I do miss, as a, as a starter, being able to sit in the dugout for four games and spit some sunflower seeds and hang, <laughs> hang out with the boys until you, you know, your fifth day, that's, that's your start day. I, I do miss that a little bit. Who are the, the fun guys in the clubhouse? Who are the guys that you guys, the, the jokers? Give us a little backstory of uh, some of the guys who lead the fun in the clubhouse. Go ahead. Um, so I, you guys probably know, like, Farmer's a really good personality around us. Uh, very light lifestyle. I mean, you have to. The season's so long for us to to be serious all the time it would just drive us crazy so we have to joke we have to play with each other like it's just it has to be that that energetic clubhouse so farmer's great um eddie julian another fun personality to be around um the bullpen honestly like i have a really great time with everybody just just joking around making fun of everybody and just enjoying it yeah i think farmer and royce are awesome for the clubhouse just i mean they come to the park every day with a big smile on their face they're the same guy every day so that's just comforting to have in the clubhouse every day. Uh, Louis Varlin, low-key, pretty funny guy. Um, but really, the whole, the whole team, I mean, it's, it's fun to come to the ballpark every day. There's so many great people on the team. Does, does Colby keep you in line out there? He tries. We keep he Colby tries. in line. <laughs> See, I had, I had Rick Stelmazek when I was out here. He was going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. He was, by the time I had him, he was old. He had been around for 20, 25 years. Colby looks like he could maybe beat up everybody in the bullpen. I don't know. Well, everybody thinks that Colby's our strength coach. 
No, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I might have for the first, like, two months. Yeah. Every, every fan or person that's not aware of what he is asks what his bench press is and, you know, and, and, and why he's not in the clubhouse being our strength coach. But Yeah, a lot of you might know. Colby was second rounder. Second rounder from Arkansas through 100 back in the day. When I mean, nobody threw 100. What's that? When yeah, nobody, nobody was throwing 100, but yeah. Colby Suggs. Great to talk to both of you. Thank you so much. Good luck this season. We're going to be cheering you on. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.